the problem. You got all the questions? Sorry, listen to me. Let me hear what I'm saying, okay? I've never seen anything like this. Could cause uh, everybody to freak out. This is a new way, and it's a new day. It is broccoli in the microwave. Because consciousness is expanding. This is... When you guys are supposed to cheer. Please clap. Are you serious? Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. That was a mistake. That was a big mistake. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. From Studio C. See, senor. It is a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty compound on a very busy news day, and we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Escalating tensions. With who? Your Iran. Or- Iran. Oh. Iran. Iran. So they shot down one of our uh, something or others that flies around. One of our unmanned aerial vehicles, Jack, sometimes called drones. Although this drone, folks, you can't buy at your local Fry's Electronics. Probably hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, that's what I was wondering, because all drones are not the same. And we got tiny little drones flying around that ain't worth much. And we got big, giant ones that are basically an airplane. Yeah. Yeah, this is a reconnaissance drone. I'm sure it was packed full of zillions of dollars worth of gear. And I'm not, you know, making the argument that because it was expensive, we need to go to war with a foreign land, but... And they're claiming we were flying into their airspace, and of course we're saying we were in international airspace. And I'm absolutely sure we were. You know, I'm just... These things are, are tracked fairly easily. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. There's gear that tracks flying objects through the air. Um, that is a redundant sentence. Anyway, uh, it'll be beyond interesting to see how the administration responds to this latest escalation. Yeah, I was watching an interview with Senator Lindsey Graham yesterday before they shot down our drone, and he was talking about cratering the runways and taking out their air force and destroying their air, oil fields. Right. And we need to have plans for that. And I thought, well, that's some pretty uh, froggy language. Now, there was a report out from who had this report out? That behind the scenes, Trump is trying to slow everybody down and saying, look, I have no interest in going to war with Iran. So, right. Because, you know, the Bolton crowd's pretty enthusiastic about that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. And maybe Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham always willing to go to war somewhere. There are hawks that are less hawkish than Lindsey Graham is. Hawkish. I mean, actual hawks. Actual. That swoop down from the sky and eat mice. And yeah. so uh, those people are in Trump's ear, and, and, and Trump apparently told him, <clears throat> you never know if these news reports are right or not, but let's let slow down. This is not my thing. I right. I don't want to do this. Right. But it'll be harder today after they shot something down. Yeah. It, something big is going to happen today, and if nothing happens, that's something big, if you know what I mean. Just saying, we're not going to respond to the shooting down of our drone. That's a major message being sent, and uh, we shall see. All sorts of good stuff. Today's show is packed. I mean, packed. Six-pound show in a five-pound bag? Oh, at the very least. Yeah. Craig, the uh, healthcare guru showing up later to talk about Medicare for all. What would it be? What would it look like? Everybody's throwing it around like everybody knows what that is. 
Um, so I'm looking forward to that. And he's allowing my son and I to go fishing with him this weekend, which my son oh, is very excited about. That is so great. My son's just like vibrating with excitement. Oh, that's terrific. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, uh, let's introduce somebody in the squad to get the show started. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm uh, feeling old, actually, this morning. Uh, mentally, I'm 18, but physically, um, I did some yard work yesterday. I'm sore. Then uh, in the elevator today, there's a pretty young lady, and she says, have a good day, sir. Right. And then I just... and then Grandpa. My, yeah, and now I, I got to get new glasses so I can read a little bit better, so my prescription needs to be adjusted, so yeah, 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 I'm feeling yeah. old. That happens. There are a few advantages to getting older, Michael, but only a few. <laughs> Name <laughs> them. I have to, yeah. what, what are those? I guess wisdom. I'd like to hear yeah, one of those. If, if Jack had wisdom, he'd know the answer already, Michael. <laughs> Isn't it like, funny? I, I trade them all in. Am I allowed to trade in the... I didn't say that. <laughs> are you kidding? Whatever they are. Are you kidding? There is Positive Sean, whose smile <laughs> lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. We are in the uh, the precipice of summer. Uh, I believe it's just around the corner. I don't know if it's tomorrow or the next day. It's It's already summer. What does the calendar say? The idea of summer starting June 21st is crazy. Do you, you live anywhere hot? It's been hot for like a month and a half. Exactly. Do you live in Bangor, Maine, or do you live in San Diego? I mean, it's uh, anyway. Back to the precipice of summer. I, being of Irish and Scottish heritage, come from a a, a fair skinned lineage. Uh, practically every every male, actually every male of member of my family, uh, has had the uh, the Mohs surgeries, various uh, you know skin stuff. So so I bring to you some some skincare tips for this upcoming summer season. Because a lot of people don't even know that you can still get sunburnt on a cloudy day. Mm. Uh, you can still get uh, you still get exposed to UV rays even if you're in the shade. Few um, people understand I have sunshine on a cloudy day. Wait a second, in the shade? Now I, I was not aware of that. I figured I was safe in the shade. I've you never... can't get burnt, but you're still being exposed to the rays. What am I supposed to wear? Uh, one of those spacesuits? Tin foil? Yeah, sitting, yeah. Uh, sitting under a shady tree. <laughs> well, you can buy a ticket to my upcoming indoor palooza. Um, it's great time. Everybody has a blast. Uh, but uh, and maybe it's because I'm too close to watching chernobyl but i feel like if people called sunburns radiation burns people would take them a lot more seriously I, yeah, you're probably good right. call there that's, um, that's nice a good one. Uh, but yeah yeah so so you know sunscreen up out there people take care of yourself you don't want to have people scooping out parts of your face well uh, that, that's brilliant sean did you come up with that the radiation thing or it was uh my friends and i that they came up in conversation when we were talking about right. after when we were discussing chernobyl when we were right. talking about radiation burns right. and it just came up that you know, if people thought sunburns, called them what they were, which is radiation burn. Yeah, I have not one but two friends who are uh, dermatologists. I almost said meteorologists. That's that would have been an odd. That yeah. would have been a confusing statement. Um, uh, How's I'm the weather? Put... Look at night. I don't know, but you ought to have that mole check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll have to mention that to uh, both of them. Yeah, unfortunately, speaking of getting older, uh, you start getting uh, various surgeries and looked at for skin cancer, and you did all the damage like 30 years ago. Yeah. So you can Don't. you can be careful now. There's no reason not to, but yeah. all your damage was done a long, a long time ago. Dermatologist thing, and they said, "Hey, that's uh, that thing on your back. We're gonna we're gonna take that out real quick." Mm. Yeah, you know, I haven't exposed my back to the sun in years. <laughs> <laughs> There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I gotta tell you, I'm feeling very cocky this morning. I got a great vibe surrounding my remaining scratchers <laughs> and several other predictive investments. All will become clear throughout the morning. Investments. I love that. <laughs> All will become clear throughout the morning. Until then, I remain a man of mystery. Are you? Uh, 
Are you betting on whether or not the United States goes to war with Iran? Is that the sort oh, of thing you bet on? Oh, Lord. Again, all will become clear throughout <laughs> the morning. You know, as Lindsey Graham pointed out, the real concern is Israel and Iran going to war. Because Israel isn't going to put up with yeah. Iran getting a nuclear weapon. And then, of course, we're involved. Probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and what are the Saudis going to do? I mean, that that was always a question with a big question mark and exclamation point. And now you got old uh, MBS in charge. He and uh, the dude from the UAE, MSG, MMBG, whatever he is, the other guy that's actually in charge, their their whole life's goal is to destroy Iran. So they're looking for the opportunity anytime they can get it. I tell you what, you wander into that neighborhood, the Middle East, and this has been true over and over and over again. I'm getting tired of saying it. You wander into that neighborhood, some S is going to start. There's just bad stuff happens over and over and over again based on ancient. Oh God, I, I, I would like to use foul language, folks, because I'm fired up, but I won't out of respect for you. Because of ancient blanking disputes over various minor aspects of various religions, people want to slaughter the hell out of each other in the year 2019. It just, it, it's, oh, God. It's exhausting. And, and you know what? Honestly, I get the, believe me, I get the geopolitics of it. I get the economic politics of all of it. But the idea that our young lads are going to go over there and get shot and die over some brief dispute that's soon forgotten, I hate that idea. Yeah. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is How Did It Already Get to Be Thursday, June the 20th, year 2019. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin the show now officially, according to FCC rules and regs, at Mark. Reparations, by definition, are only given to victims. So the moment you give me reparations, you've made me into a victim without my consent. Fantastic. That young black man got booed by some people. Yes, he did. uh, For saying that sort of thing. And and he was told that he was presumptive, which I think the guy meant presumptuous, which is a fancy way of saying you're uppity. You're an uppity black man. That was a shocking moment. Well, more on that Shocking, but it was a Democrat, so it was okay, according to the media. (laughs) The reparation hearings that went on yesterday, we'll have to talk about that. Stupidity on parade. What are other headlines, Marshall? Iran shoots down a U.S. Navy drone, and now Putin's getting involved. Yeah, that'll help. Oh, good. Yeah, we got a Biden. Apologize for what? Is his Democratic presidential rivals pounce? And more evidence, your phone is addictive. It's yeah. science. I don't know that I need more evidence. But... Yeah, yeah, but it's, that case is solved. Yeah. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's it's very nice. It has uh, some real uh, real humor to it, some ethos, some pathos. Wow, uh, ethos and pathos. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. You, you want it, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> All next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. That Democratic contest starting to get a little interesting as, uh, you know, uh, going seriously after Biden. And Biden uh, not wilting thus far, thinking that uh, he can continue on as he has continued in the past. And we'll see how that works out. I think Joe Biden is a dummy. I think he's right for the majority of America, not for the media and the most vocal part of his party, but. 
Well, anyway, more on that with Marshall's News coming up. Unlike the 70s soul band Hot Chocolate, was it Hot Chocolate who claimed to be a sex machine? I, I don't Jack? know. Uh, Joe Biden is a gaffe machine. Hmm. <clears throat> I have predicted his candidacy would crumble, uh, as it has in the past. I am, I believe the uh, first tremors of the seismic, the seismic, look, here's what I'm trying to say. He's starting to screw up, and that will continue. You know, it's another example of a private get-together, and the uh, the audio leaked out, or the, the quotes leaked out. Didn't That didn't used to happen. That's one thing that's changed in yeah. his lifetime. Yeah, I wonder if he's aware of it. Mailbag. Normally, we do a freedom-loving quote of the day, uh, a couple of mind-blowing quotes of the day this morning, uh, just for fun. It's uh, BJ sent along this one from Bertrand Russell, who famously said, quote, The whole problem with the world is that fools and fanatics are so certain of themselves, and wiser people are so full of doubts. That is a, that, that, that. There's a lot of truth there. I have no doubt that's true. I remember a college <laughs> professor putting a, a graph on the, uh, on the blackboard of certainty and knowledge. And how they go in opposite directions. Yeah. The more knowledge you get, the less certainty you have, which is interesting. That's funny. They used to teach that in college. Now it's the opposite. Here's the one idea you must believe, and you must never question it, as our colleges have become weird, <laughs> secular, religious institutions. I watched a podcast with Jordan Peterson yesterday. He he now believes uh, universities are a net negative for a society. Sending your kid to university. Outside of STEM and law, it's a net negative that's interesting. Yeah, I'd like to hear that argument. I think it varies from school to school, but, uh, well, he's talking net. Yeah. You know. uh, and then from the fabulous Kurt Vonnegut, even when you don't agree with him, he makes you think. Uh, this is from his uh, masterpiece, Slaughterhouse-Five. Everything is nothing with a twist. <laughs> think about that. That is such a good book. I reread that just a couple months ago. On the I need to. 50th anniversary, 50th anniversary, whatever it was. Yeah, it's been ages since I read it. I have only vague memories of it. I love Vonnegut. I haven't read that. That seems his, like a mistake. That's his, his, the, what he's most known for. Yeah, si- Sirens of Titan was the one I jumped in See, on. See, I haven't read that. And it was, I should read everything he's written, probably. But instead, there are a couple of books I read every year, and Cat's Cradle is one of them. Mm. Um, anyway. Little boy blue and the man yeah, on the moon. Yeah, that's exactly. That's the entire exactly. book is just the <laughs> lyrics of that song, <laughs> as far as you know. Uh, here's your federal, <clears throat> federal law of the day passed along by Ben the Libertarian. There are so many federal laws, nobody even knows how to count them. Uh, 21st U.S. Code, paragraph 1035A, 2237B1, and 1041 9CFR 590.522E make it a federal crime for egg breakers in an egg plant to let their egg cups overflow. It's a federal law. Now, there are a number of questions. An egg breaker in an eggplant has an egg cup? Can I get get a plant that comes out of chickens? I mean an egg. I don't want an egg that comes out of a plant. Corporate made eggs, whatever that is. Oh, let's see. Oh, a real high praise here from Al Anonymous um, on the One More Thing podcast. Really enjoying it. Uh, it's available wherever podcasts are distributed. There are a number of different Armstrong and Getty podcasts. So do you have to like search if if I'm going to say uh, iHeartRadio or or iTunes and I want to hear one more thing? Do I need to type in Armstrong and Getty one more thing or just Armstrong and Getty? If you type in Armstrong Getty, you will see one more thing, extra large okay. and on demand. Okay. With our fancy black and Which gold. Which one's logo. the good one? That's the one I want to listen yeah, to. Yeah, well, hmm. they're all awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. What were you going to say, Hanson? The, the the logo and your faces. That's okay. what that's what you should look for. Okay, our smiling faces. Anyway, thanks, Al, for that high praise. Um, 
I dropped an F-bomb in, in a recent one. I'd like to apologize for that. It was a terrible moment, a lack of self-control. In uh, real life, I never, ever use foul language. Pausing now for all my friends to guffaw. Moving along. Uh, let's see. Ah, so Al writes, uh, during the One More Thing podcast, when Sean brought up the story about eating food off plates at restaurants, I had a great flashback. Long time ago, worked at a high-end restaurant, and uh, one of the busboys was caught eating some leftover food in the kitchen, and one of the servers, a female, asked him what he was doing, and I've got to paraphrase the answer. He essentially said, did you see that chick eating it? She's hot. If I'd gone home with her, I'd blank, 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 right, blank. Sure. So this is nothing. And the entire kitchen just exploded with laughter so loudly the manager had to come back to see what the commotion was about. I'll I'll bet now it's illegal because if you got sick or something, you could sue and claim you didn't know or some BS like that. Well, now you made me angry. It's a good point. You're probably right. Hello, boys, writes Frank from New Mexico. I ride a Triumph Bonneville. That's a fine motorcycle. Have Triumph t-shirts. I'm in line at a local drugstore when I notice the burly cashier girls giving me odd looks. When I finally check out, she says, you shouldn't be wearing that T-shirt. Imagine my confusion. What are you, a Ducati fan? She then says, oh, it says Triumph, but you still shouldn't wear it because it looks like Trump. Oh, geez. I said, yeah, that would start a conversation left. Humans are overrated. And if you had been wearing a Trump T-shirt, it is perfectly legitimate for the person at the pharmacy to berate you for it. Right. Wow. Frank, I like Frank's last line, humans are overrated. Sounds like something Kurt Vonnegut might say. (laughs) Oh, oh man, what has happened? What has happened to our society? We'll take your calls. Well, why why Jordan Peterson thinks going to universities is a net negative fits into that attitude. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'll talk about that later. So more on Biden, Iran, North Korea, all sorts of great stuff today. Yeah, Marshall's News. We got to get into it next. Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. So, man, so many things going on. Hopefully one of them not war with Iran. Let's get news with Marshall Phillips. i got to tell you, tensions are ramping up today after a commander of Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard said Iran is completely ready for war with the U.S., He made that comment after Iran shot down an unarmed U.S. Navy drone in what Americans say was international airspace, and Iran is claiming the drone was in Iranian airspace on a spying mission. Now, this is the second time in a week that Iran's targeted a U.S. drone. It tried to shoot one down that was surveilling last week's attack on one of the two tankers in the Gulf of Oman. And now Saudi Arabia says Yemen's Iranian-backed Houthi rebels fired a rocket into the kingdom targeting a desalinization plant. Nobody got wounded. But rocket they do, but caused they, little they, damage. They do all that all the time, right? Yeah. That's a regular well, ongoing in, thing. In, yeah, they're in a proxy war. That's yep. what you do is lob artillery at each other. White House spokesman Sarah Sanders said President Trump had been briefed on the reports of that missile strike in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, and Russian President Putin is weighing in today saying use of force against Iran would trigger a catastrophe. Among many other things, this little uh, go-around is a beautiful example of how what an irrelevant, toothless joke the U.N. is. This is precisely the sort of thing that they're allegedly there for, um, and they're just useless. Joe Biden. I have no idea what this looks like 48 hours from now. I know the president's, well, I'm, I'm told the president's inclination is not to escalate too quickly. 
You know, he's had this maximum pressure campaign around saying, the only reason we're doing this is your maximum pressure. You're squeezing too hard. Um, so does he back down? Does he go diplomatic on him? Does he God, ratchet it up? Shoot down one of their planes? Put a hole in one of their boats? Or crater one of their runways? You know, that's been kind of a go-to for American presidents in recent decades, is you, you give them, like, an hour's notice. Right. Hey, uh, Airfield X is about to be full of holes. You might want to move your guys. Then you do them some material damage and try not to kill anybody. So you tell them you can't get a nuclear weapon. Um, they they work toward getting a nuclear weapon. You put you know all kinds of sanctions and economic pressure on them, and then they, they squeal about it, and you're supposed to back off? I don't understand the math on that. The whole point is making you squeal and unhappy, so you stop doing what you're doing. Right. It's a lot more than nuclear weapons, though. It's all sorts of stuff they're well, doing. Well, yeah, whatever whatever it is that you don't like that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you're, you're trying to get them to be really unhappy, so unhappy that they stop doing this stuff. Right. I don't understand how backing off would, would, be, would be the answer. Well, sometimes you don't expect them to fight back. And when they do, you got to be ready for that. I will tell you this. I have no idea how this is going to end. I, uh, I'm i not super uh, happy with the... And I'm not... It's, it's complicated, but there are serious problems with pulling out of that joint nuclear agreement uh, with Iran. Because that opened everything up again to uncertainty and chaos. I'm not saying it was a bad idea, but it was a gamble. And we'll see uh, how that gamble plays out. Joe Biden is refusing to back down amid a torrent of criticism from rival Democratic presidential hopefuls for saying the Senate got things done with civility even when the body included segregationists. Asked Wednesday by reporters whether he should be apologizing, as his 2020 rival Cory Booker had suggested, Biden said, Cory should apologize. He knows better. There's not a racist bone in my body. I've been involved in civil rights my whole career. Period. 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 And Booker's not backing down either, reacting to Biden's comment he should know better. Vice President Biden shouldn't need this lesson. And at a time when we have, from the highest offices in the land, uh, divisiveness, uh, racial hatred, and bigotry being spewed, he should have the sensitivity to know that this is a time I need to be an ally, I need to be a healer, I need to not engage in usage of words that will harm folks. All right, well... If we're going to cover this thoroughly, we have to give Biden's full quote so we can discuss it in full. Indeed. Um, we can't just give a portion of it. Or it would, I know, have really it here loud. for you. Okay, go ahead. He said, we got things done. We didn't agree on much of anything. We got things done. We got it finished. But today, you look at the other side, and you're the enemy, not the opposition, the enemy. We don't talk to each other anymore. That's not the full quote. That leaves out all the contentious stuff that has caused the racial flap. We'll have to get into that next later. segment. Yeah. We'll get on it next yeah. segment. Okay. Meanwhile, President Trump was on Fox News last night. He was talking about the Democrats running for the party's nomination in the 2020 election. Whoever it is, it is. I don't know. I mean, I look at uh, some of them. Uh, I don't see George Washington. I don't see (laughs) Churchill. I don't see anybody in particular that I worry about. Did you see the other day at the big Trump rally where he was talking about he's appointed more judges, which he has. This is all true, but... He's appointed more judges than all but one president. Do you know what president it was? Do you know the only president that's appointed more judges than me? George Washington. Because he got to appoint all the judges. Now, he's going to be hard to beat. But other than George Washington, 
I just thought that was fantastic. <laughs> I don't see any Washingtons or Churchills. Well, we don't have much of that's quite a standard. Not exactly our standard, if you'll uh, if you'll remember the last several go arounds. Latest word on David Ortiz. He was shot by mistake. That's according to the Attorney General in the Dominican Republic, and that a friend sitting with him was the real target. The officials say the hit had been ordered by Victor Hugo Gomez, an associate of a Mexican drug cartel who they said is believed to be in the U.S. and is wanted by the DEA. So I heard it was roughly, hey, there's a uh, big guy in a blue shirt in there. I need you to go shoot him. And the guy shot the wrong big guy in a blue shirt, in effect. Man. That's the story now. Eh, hmm. Eh, we'll see. We got more evidence. Your phone is addictive. It turns out information does act like a drug for your brain. A study by researchers at the University of California at Berkeley finds that information acts on the brain's dopamine reward system, much like money or food or drugs. And one of the lead authors of the study said, our brains consider information to be worthy of a reward regardless of whether or not it's actual useful information at all. He said that may be why people always check their phone even when they're not expecting any important messages. God, it's a terrible habit. It's just it's just incredible. Well, and it's it's no longer the least bit mysterious to me or a lot of people, folks listening, I'm sure. I feel this impulse. I wonder if something cool is there or important. I wonder. I wonder. I'm yep. going to look. I'm going to look. Just, uh, and, and I hate to be manipulated by anything or anyone, and I'm being manipulated by something I bought. And this is probably yeah. weird, but I, when, I notice it in other people. And when I see it in other people, it looks disgusting. And then I, you know, I, I know I'm doing it. I'm not trying to pretend I don't do it. But when I see it in other people, I think that is not good. Where was I? Oh, picking up my son yesterday from this robot camp that he's at. And uh, and got there, and there's like five parents standing outside the door waiting for her to get out. And every I wasn't yet, but everybody was staring at their phone. And I thought, you know, you go back 15 years, and we would have been standing here, and somebody would have started talking about something. Mm-hmm. And I would now know that guy and that woman and maybe become friends or learn something about them or whatever. Absolutely. And now nobody said a word to anybody. Everybody just looking at their phone. That is so strange. And that ain't going to go away, I don't think. I think that's just where we are. That is such a giant sociological oh, a, change in such a short time. It's a, it's a huge change. Oh, my god! And gosh. now we have all this depression and suicide and everything like that. There you had, and this example happens a billion times a day all over the country. But there you have five people that I guarantee you at least a couple of them would have been talking to each other a few years ago. And now everybody's just looking at their phone. And I guarantee you also that 90% of the time it's crap. It's not like you're, uh, you know, studying up for your, 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 your medical boards or something. Right. You're just, you know, shopping for something you're not even going to buy on Amazon or whatever. Just killing time. It's, it's, it's terrible. I wonder what Steve Jobs would say if he was still around. Thanks for that, Steve. And I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but if you want to break in and start a conversation, like if I want to say, so how's your kid liking robot camp, you'd kind of feel like you're interrupting people because yeah. they're they're doing something. Yeah. Yeah. How odd. It is odd. Mm. Which kid's yours, I would have said. Mine's the little blonde one. That's Timmy or whatever. And then right. all of a sudden we're talking. How's right. Timmy liking summer? He's playing baseball or whatever. But none of that stuff happens anymore. Mm. It's weird. Really weird. 
There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. And making it clear, I do it too. I'm not trying to pretend I'm above it and other only other people do it. It happens to me all the time where I get out my phone and I think, why did you just do this? You're sitting in the shade in the sun watching your kids in the pool. Why did you just pull your phone out of your pocket? Why do you even have your phone in your pocket? Right. What are you doing? It's the beginning of healing. Yeah. Honesty, Jack. Honesty. <laughs> Why don't you Google honesty on your phone and you, stare at it? Do you have to use that voice when you talk about it? Though? I really do. <laughs> so so uh, what Joe Biden said, the fallout, it's a multi-layered analysis that's required here. It, it definitely is. It's, 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 it's a great divide that's going on right now. He's a dope. I'm telling you, he's a dope. <laughs> Joe is They're, not a Joe Biden fan. He's made clear. No, I, I, you know what? I am in a way. I am in a way. I have people I love very much who are dopes. I don't love Joe Biden very Do you much. Call them I, dopes through I'm, their face. I'm fond of him. <laughs> I like I you. You're just, sure a dope, though. I, <laughs> Joe Biden is a dummy. I value your friendship more than I can tell you, but you are a dope. <laughs> well, most of my friends who are dopes, and uh, perhaps myself, we're well well aware of our dopiness. So, what did he Biden actually say that Cory Booker's demanding an apology, and then Biden says, "No, you need to apologize to me." Which is the way to handle those things, I think. But stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. This is pretty interesting, I think. So Joe Biden's at a fundraiser. He's behind closed doors. There's no audio of this, but there's no, there's nothing. What's that, the matter with you people at that fundraiser? Get out your phone and record everything so you can damage people. <laughs> That's what happens these well, days. This is, it, it almost had to be recorded because it's, I mean, it's, it's pretty long and word for word, but the audio hasn't come out. And back in the day, I assume you went around to fundraisers and said whatever the hell you wanted to say to whatever group you wanted to say it to. Oh, yeah. And whatever made them the happiest, whether you're, you know, in a, in a port city and talking about the importance of ports and or, you know, sure. in the south and doing your southern drawl or whatever you were doing. And it didn't come out. But now everything comes out. I love coal. I cook my toast in the morning over coal. Sure. So Biden, the other day, and apparently this was part of a very long screed about the importance of working together. And he was trying to make the point that um, uh, we don't work together anymore, and I come from a time when we worked together, and I want to bring that back, which right. is you know a decent message for mm-hmm. running for president. Yeah, uh, I was in a caucus with James O. Eastland. He never called me boy. He always called me son. Now, he's talking about this guy who was a segregationist, that mm-hmm. he worked with segregationists. Herman, whatever his name is, one of the meanest men I ever knew, but I could work with him. At least there was some civility. We got things done. We didn't agree on much of anything, but we got things done. But today, you look at the other side, and you're the enemy. Not the opposition, the enemy. We don't talk to each other anymore. Um, it's that first part about, I worked with with, with uh, James O. Eastland, uh, 
And, and nobody knows that name now. And Herman Talmud, she was also a beast. But these were all uh, segregationists from way back in the day. Yeah. But he's saying, I worked with them, even they were segregationists. He called the one guy the meanest guy I ever knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that part about, he didn't call me boy, he called me son. Right. Is uh, bizarre. How, how, why, why would you say that? I don't that? know, that's an odd thing to throw in there. Because the whole boy thing... Calling a grown man, a black man, boy in the South is a way to demean and dehumanize him. That's nasty, nasty stuff. So what that has to do with old Northeastern Joe, I I do not know. Cory Booker responded with, you don't joke about calling black men boys. Vice President Biden's relationship with proud segregationists um, is a problem. So that's that's the, the sticking point. And any story that leaves that out is not, you know, getting to the root of it. Um, but, but Biden says he doesn't need to apologize. And Cory Booker should do apologize to him for basically implying that he's a racist. Do we have that tape of Biden, Andy? Uh, yes. Cory should apologize. He knows better. There's not a racist bone in my body. I've been involved in civil rights my whole career. Period. 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 Does he mean like dot, dot, dot and ellipses? Or just... Anyway, um... So, multi-levels to this. Number one, <clears throat> the idea that you can disagree with somebody, perhaps strongly, and still have civility and work with them on other stuff, it's a great message. 100% with old Joe Biden on that. And you're going to have to work with people you don't agree with at all. Right. I mean, like, are way off on various things. That's what you're there for. And I, I say that to my friends on the right as well as on the left. That's the idea. Having said that, his invoking Democrats who were avowed racists and not saying why he had invoked them specifically, as opposed to, the, for instance, many Republicans he worked with through the years. That was just an odd decision by Joe Biden. And the fact that he didn't give it any context... And say, I despise their racial views, but I had to work with them on budgets. And slowly but surely, we moved the civil rights. He just, to not well, contextualize it. He did say I didn't agree with them on anything. And he did call the one guy the That's meanest man I ever knew. good enough. Not nearly good enough. In today's politics? If, if you gave a speech on a stage in front of 20,000 people that was on CNN, I'd agree with you. In a closed room with a bunch of people that get what you're saying? I'm not sure you, you need all that context. Well, you have been the first to say, and I'm not arguing with you, I think you've been right. There's no difference anymore. Well, I don't think he. he I don't think he's up to speed on that. Right. Which is the problem. Which is which, my point. He's which a gaff machine, and he's bad at running for president. And that's a different problem. Yes. But I, I think, and I think he was 100% right, the people in that room that he was talking to, that crowd, understood exactly what he was talking about. Yeah. And I also believe what he said, he has absolutely no racist feelings whatsoever, and he has worked for civil rights in his own way throughout his career. But it was just a dumb thing to say the way he said it. It's just dumb. I think he. I think his only choices, though, is to do what he's doing. He can't. If he. If he. If he starts uh, backing down, I apologize. You're done. Yeah. He has got to. I'm not a racist. You need to apologize to me mm-hmm. for calling me a racist. It's his only hope. I. I would agree with that mostly. He could throw in. I probably could have said it better, but to, don't start pretending I'm a racist to get your political uh, career advanced. Do not do that. Yeah, a little, a uh, little anger, a little vehemence would be good. I think. Are they going to b- bring that? And that <clears throat> are they going to be able to bring that out on the stage? 
next Wednesday and Thursday night. Boy, if they try, I hope he just hits it right out of the park. Who, Cory Booker or Joe Biden? Joe Biden. Yeah. Well, they're all. They if all. They try to pin that on him, and he doesn't put it into the cheap seats. Well, then he's doomed. Well, they all said strong things, and we can bring that to you at some point. But Kamala Harris said, "I wouldn't be a U.S. senator if the you know the people that Joe Biden liked to work with had their way." And you know that. I thought that that was a pretty good uh, counterpunch, just politically speaking. At Biden's age, he's more likely to take a nice leisurely stroll through a park than hit anything out of one. <laughs> could be. Could be just could be that I've been watching the L.A. Dodgers deposit ball after ball in the cheap seats as they play my Giants. And uh, so the metaphors kind of the, stuck in my head. The boy reference aside, and uh, I, I don't I don't know why you would go with that. But um, the boy reference aside, uh, many of the candidates, their basic statement was working with somebody with those views. I, I you cannot have somebody who would work with somebody with those views. Right. So they're perpetuating where we are that you cannot do. You just can't even have dinner with, have a conversation with, work with on the floor right. at all with people you disagree with. Right. If well, you right. Good luck with running the country that way. Well, and it exists on both sides. The idea that if you disagree with somebody on, say, reparations, for instance, to to cite another absolutely moronic discussion going on right now. Um, and I will not apologize for that. Uh, so uh, you disagree on that, so you can't work on port security with them. That's idiotic. It's idiotic and dysfunctional. And we need to get past that as a country. It's just well, so dumb. If you want a current example, a good one would be if you think we're running concentration camps on the border, how are you going to work with any of the uh, the, the, the policymakers that have uh, led to that policy? Right, on repairing potholes on the highway. Well, the answer is you should. You're there to do that. If you want to fight about you think they're concentration camps, great. Meanwhile, fix the friggin' potholes. That attitude is childish. It's childish and stupid. I think that's going to win the day. Bad child. Bad. You're in a timeout. More than Joe Biden's, we need to work together no matter who it is. Yeah, well, then we're doomed. Doomed, I say. Doomed. More on that to come. Open stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty.